the podcast where we sip and spill. You are now listening to this episode of Tea with Key. Okay, everyone. I have a very, very lovely lady with me today. Introduce yourself to the people out there. Hey, y'all. My name is Dasha. I'm also known as the hair doula. And um, I help women with their natural hair. I really love helping women become the best, most authentic version of themselves. And I feel like through their natural hair is embracing their natural hair is a really great way to help most definitely most definitely that was that was probably the most perfect intro i've ever had <laughs> let them know <laughs> you know how we do on tea with key we let you know what we are sipping on and i see you got your mug right now let us know what is in your cup so i have echinacea tea it is like an immune boosting tea um oftentimes i sip on loose leaf but i have a bag tea today i'm with it i'm with it wait is that by yogi no this is not by yogi this one's actually by simply simple truth organic but i usually do get yogi this is my first time trying this one mm-hmm. i feel it i feel it i um i have some of that um in my collection today though went to switch it up a little turmeric little ginger throwing some honey too because yeah it's just you you feel good you know you get a hot cup the day's over we're not ripping and running i know you said that you were running errands earlier today we're not working like we just had to be adulting today pump the brakes Uh. i've never had to transfer a title i had to get uh, my title of my car was in my name and my stepdad's name and we were just transferring it to my name and i had to go do it by myself and i had what i needed but i was like i don't know how to do this (laughs) how do i do is i in place (laughs) do i have the right documentation (laughs) what i that lady was looking at me like yeah yeah this is this is correct okay see that's real adulting right there because real talk I'm like listening to you, but at the same time, I don't know. Cause in my mind, I'm like, it's going from two people to one of those two people. So like, we, <laughs> you know? It's weird. It was, it's weird, but it's done now. But Yay. then I did, I had to get, I have to get the insurance changed over to Alabama insurance before I can get my tags. There's a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. I guess I'm gonna have Alabama license plates now. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that that's the thing too, which I was going to ask because, okay, obviously, and this kind of like goes into, you know, when I have my guests on the show, I always say how we met. So of course, you know, we went to Southeast, uh, you know, back in Greensboro, no cackalacky. I went to college out of state. You went to UNC. Yeah. Did you stay in North Carolina after you graduated or what? Cause you're in Alabama now, but you said that like, you've only been there for a few months. Yeah, so I've moved a lot since graduating, actually. So I, I graduated from UNC. Um, I stayed in Providence, Rhode Island, just for the summer for training for my fellowship. And um, I'm a Venture for America fellow. And uh, I moved to Birmingham was the first place that I lived after college, Birmingham, Alabama. Then from Birmingham, I moved to South Carolina for like a couple months, but then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. From Charlotte, North Carolina, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And now I'm here. Wow, so you really have been like all over the place. I remember hearing about Venture for America, but I was like, 
I think like I went to like an info session and then I just, it just like skipped my brain, but like, so, so they place you in different cities, right? And that's when, that's yeah. when you, okay. You choose which city you go to. So basically once it's like a really rigorous process to get into the fellowship, like I had to fly to New York to, um, to, to even do my final, um, interview, my final, it was, it was a whole day, selection day, but, um, you pick the company that you want to work for within the VFA umbrella. That's a partner company with VFA. So after you get into VFA, you then have to apply to jobs within the VFA company. So I still had to apply to jobs and go and interview and all that stuff. And I picked um, an education nonprofit in Birmingham. Very small education nonprofit. It was less than 10 people there when I got there. Oh, so. goodness. Wow. So that's literally... Yeah. Oh, so everybody knew everybody like, hey, we all sitting in this room like, like how you doing? Yeah, except it was mostly work from home. Mostly was working from home, not seeing nobody except for during our weekly meeting. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I was very much kind of on my own figuring stuff out, which is kind of the nature of VFA companies oftentimes. You know, you, you've, you've been in the midst of it. Would you, you know, like say to people who are, you know, in undergrad right now, looking at options, like, you know, would you say, hey, like this is something that, you know, people would yes. consider? Yeah, I would. Especially if you're interested in business and entrepreneurship, I feel like there's no better segue or middle ground, like before just jumping straight into entrepreneurship yourself, because there's so many different options and so many different partner companies and even the training that we went through the summer before. So while when I was a fellow, we trained at Brown University, um, we weren't like taking classes at Brown, that's just the location that it happened to be at. But mm -hmm. we got to hear from so many dope people and we had like yeah. challenges. It was like entrepreneurship 101. Like we were learning about entrepreneurship in a very hands-on way, like working with companies. My first challenge was to build a website. Like I, I started learning graphic design while I was there just because of some people that I connected with and projects we were working on. Like it's mm -hmm. a really great environment to kind of like to see if entrepreneurship is for you without fully committing to be an entrepreneur. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, okay. This kind of makes me think. So, so, okay. So your name, the hair doula, that's, that's like your brand. Like you're, you're basically an entrepreneur, right? Like, yes. I kind of want to know how this came to be like, you know, obviously, um, you know, when you talk about what you're doing right now, your goal is to basically help us embrace like our natural hair journey. But I kind of want to know the beginnings. What, when did you start your brand? When did this tagline come into effect? Like how long, like, have you always been natural? Because honestly, I feel like I, when we were in school, cause I know you was a cheerleader and your hair was straight AF all the time with those little ribbons. And then I was like, wait, this is Dasha. Look at her natural hair just flourishing and growing right now. Like, hold on, I need to hair her up. It's been too long. Like, <laughs> yeah, my hair was relaxed back then. I have not always been natural. Um, so I went natural December 19th of 2012. It was the winter break after after my first semester of my first year of college. Mm -hmm. And um, I chopped all my hair off. I had less than an inch of hair on my head. I just, I chopped it all off. Cause I had just gotten a relaxer three months prior. So I didn't have a lot of like new growth, but I knew I wanted to go natural. So I chopped it off. And I, it was a very freeing experience for me. And I realized that it was about a lot more than just hair. Like I had been on a self love journey and I realized that I couldn't fully love myself when I 
I couldn't fully love my hair. I didn't even know what what my hair looked like. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I had no clue what my curl pattern was. Like I didn't know how my hair. Like I didn't know anything about my natural I hair. I hear you. I was like, I guess I'll be figuring that out as it's growing out of my head because I have no clue. And um, and so I feel like for me, it was about really learning how to embrace myself and love myself. And there's so much that goes mm-hmm. with natural hair. Like it's not gonna look the exact same way you want it to look. You could do the same thing to it every single day and every single day it can look different. <laughs> and like when, when you're trying to make your hair be something, it's not that can be frustrating, but when you learn how to embrace it and roll with it and work with it, I feel like it gives you a level of just like flexibility. A le- like you are able to handle a lot of different things when it comes to your hair and you start getting that outlook on life as well. So, but when I went natural, I realized that a lot of women started asking me questions. And a lot of times their questions had to do, yes, with the care, but also about the acceptance of it from mm-hmm. both themselves and from others. And um, I just noticed with myself and with other people that as we embraced our hair, we embraced ourselves more and our confidence grew and our self-love mm. and our self-worth grew. So I was like, huh, okay, this is interesting. Um, the I've been helping women with their natural hair for years, but the business itself, because I was like, who's gonna like pay me to do stuff with natural hair? And like what? Um, so but the business itself did not come about until last year, January, um, is when it officially became a business. And um, the name came from, I was just, actually someone gave me that that name. That's how, I I didn't come up with that name by myself. Someone that I spent a lot of time around who was a mentor to me, um, who is kind of like one of my spiritual teachers. She was like, uh, I would, you know, tell them about my journey with my business, what I was doing with what would become the hair doula. And one of her gratitudes for me one day was, and thank you for being the hair doula. And I was like, ooh, I like that. Because when you think <laughs> yeah. about a doula, you know, people think about birth. And a doula helps you before you birth your baby, during the birthing of your baby, and after the birthing of your baby. Yeah. And they help you not just with the actual, ask, like, part of, not not just with the birth itself, not just with the physicality of it, but with the mentality, with the spirituality, with all of that. And so I feel like what I want to do for women and women that have natural hair, um, naturally curly hair is to be the doula, but the hair version. So help you to birth your hair and your experience of your hair and not just focusing on just the taking care of it physically, but also the mental aspects, the spiritual aspects of it, everything goes, it it works together to be the greatest, Mm -hmm. most authentic version of yourself, like for you to accept that and love that and be able to go out in the world and show that to everybody. Facts, facts. Oh my goodness. I literally could not agree with you more like this, like, like this, like, yes. Like I want to just, if there were more people right here, we would be like standing up and like applauding right now because literally so so like as you were like talking so much of that like resonated with me too because like you I mean when I was younger I also had a relaxer I didn't know what my natural hair was like and it wasn't until it was summer of 2018 that I said you know what I want to start this journey so also like you 
chopped it and I was like, okay, this is, you know, this, I looked in the mirror and I was like, this is me, this is me, you know? And it's, it's interesting too, because, you know, like you said, there's, our hair is so versatile from jump, okay? And that was one of the things that, I mean, for me as an individual, I was thinking about when, okay, where do I want to take this? So at first I was like, okay, you know, grow it out, get braids. Then I was like, let me chop it, dye different colors. And, you know, be like you said, it's really a part of that self-love being able to be like, this is me, like genuinely authentically. And it's like, when you're going through that journey, like with your hair, it's like also like internally, mentally, like what journey you are like going through too as a person. So, you know, that I, I could not agree with you more on on that note about really it's not it's not just hair okay it's not just hair and I think it's really admirable that you're helping other women too when they're also going through their journey as well it's like we're all going through this together you know like we're all on that self-acceptance self-love growth internal growth you know train together yeah absolutely I love it I just it brings a lot of joy to me like to be able to see someone who once didn't feel comfortable wearing their natural hair like have so much hair and just be flourishing I'm just like girl you I think you got more hair than me now hold up how did this happen <laughs> like, wow so I love it she's just like dropping here. <laughs> she, she brought me her ball she brought me her baby <laughs> She's like, it's playtime. Right. She's playing and eating at the same time. I don't know what that job is doing. That is multitasking right there. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. No, first off, um, your curls are popping AF. All right. Every time like you're posting, I'm like, oh my gosh, double tap. Okay. Look at her. <laughs> she is just like out here doing the dang thing. And it's just like you, you radiate joy. I mean, even when we were like in middle school and high school, like you were always like a shining present. And like, even to this day, like you, you, you like radiate, you radiate optimism and that's another reason why I wanted to have you on the show too, because your energy is just like, like I, I feel it, you know, it's infectious. <laughs> it's so funny because I was so shy in middle school and high school, especially middle school. I was so shy. And um, it's, it's funny to me to think that people like even noticed me or knew who I was then, because I feel like I was just kind of like, if, if I, I just feel like I was like this, but <laughs> no. like, your smile your smile was like there you know and the thing yeah. is too I mean I guess so like back then I was friends with Shania and she was friends with Diamond and they also cheered so it yeah. was just like I'd see them and I'd see you and I was just like Dasha <laughs> that smile <laughs> you know like that's one of the things that stuck out to me yeah cheerleading is part of what brought me out of my show honestly Mm -hmm. I started cheerleading in middle school. Um, I don't know if you remember Anissa. The name sounds familiar, but like for some reason I'm not getting like a mental picture. But anyways. Well, she was a cheerleader um, in middle school and she was also a cheerleader freshman, my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like my best friend. And she's the reason that I started cheerleading. And she was just like, now to me, she's a light. Like she's like bubbly and fun and smiley. And I feel like, she helped to bring that out of me and, and then cheering with her helped to bring that out of me for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting looking back on like our childhood and really just like those people that, you know, really made a difference and, you know, 
where we are today because I mean you know you said that cheering helps bring you out of your shell then you go to college then you go natural and then you're also like hey yeah I'm rocking my my natural curls out here you know so it's like I I like being able to talk to people and you know talk with them about what 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 changes in their life really kind of help them like shape them into the person they are today like you can look back on and be like i'm so happy i did that yeah you know so that's what's that up really how's your how's your natural hair journey been for you and what impact has it had on you yeah so in the beginning i was really like okay first of all i don't know what this is going to look like i don't know what this journey is going to be but i am ready for it because my mother love her so 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 much she told me <laughs> so so my mother and her mother they have um a different grade of hair i kind of got my hair from my father mm -hmm. and so when she was raising me um she basically said that <laughs> at age three is when i started getting a relaxer because it was yeah it was it was just it was time consuming to tame okay and she just didn't have the time so yeah since age three so basically when really? I was a baby. Yes, I know. But the crazy thing is when I was growing up, I was just like, this is the thing. This is like what you're supposed to do. Like the whole returning to natural. I honestly didn't really understand that until I went to college. Okay. I didn't even like consider it until I went to college. And the problem I had is I didn't really know where to start because when I was in college, I thought, oh, I'm going to transition. But then I was like, well, do I want to do this right now? And then I was like, ah, no, nah, like, I'm just going to like go back to what I'm used to. Because you know how when, yeah. when you're used to, when, when you're used to it your whole life, it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a force of habit. Yeah. So then after I graduated college, I said, you know what? No, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to start from square run, square one. So literally that's when I did, you know, the big chop and it was, it was like weird in a cool way. I felt lighter and I was just like, I, I, I just, I felt different in a good way and I felt really happy, you know? And when I started growing my hair out, um, I started getting braids, experimenting with protective styles. And also I that's kind of like when I got into the colors because I would like get braids that were different colors and I it really felt like I was truly expressing my personality which I really really liked um which is also why I thought to myself okay when I like look in the mirror and I see like my true self like what does that look like mm -hmm. and I was like I want to experiment with different colors so literally every six weeks I would go get a haircut and then um, I would either bleach it and leave it blonde or I would dye it like pink or blue or purple. And it's it's interesting too, because people will be like, oh, you've done every color in a book. It always looks so good. But what they don't know is that there were some times where I didn't execute it. And I just like, you know, was like, okay, I need to redo this before I leave the house. Because you know how sometimes if you try like different brands or like different colors, it doesn't always <laughs> doesn't always work out perfectly but um yeah i was uh i was doing that for a hot minute and then most recently i thought to myself and i was like okay from where i was summer 2018 up to now um what what styles that i really 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 like and when i was thinking to myself i was like you know i i really did uh like when i was rocking the braids and i know that braided wigs like are a thing honestly what i really enjoyed was just getting crochet braids and just being able to pick whatever color then just rocking it and just you know doing what i do so I um 
I actually dyed it back like a almost black color and uh, I'm going back to growing it out right now. So um, yeah, versatility. <laughs> so much versatility, like, and that's the thing. I remember when I was a little bit younger, when I was a, a newer natural and there was debates around like, if she wears wigs and weaves, is, is she natural? And if she does, I'm like, people can do whatever they want, especially, you know, whatever. They're trying to keep their hair natural or healthy or they have different looks that they want. And I, I love what you said about, about like basically finding what fit you, like what felt best, what felt most authentic to you and who you are. Cause I feel like that's a journey that we don't really talk about a lot. Like with hair, with clothes, with makeup, like with everything, shoes. It's like, how, how do I want to present myself to the world? Like, what do I want to look like when I walk out? into the world like for real I went through a whole when I went natural I explored so many different kinds of clothes one day I might look like a rocker chick the next day I was looking like a flower child like people never could identify is that Dasha who is that come I can't even recognize you have to tell me good girl I'm switching it up get used to it okay um but that's when I started playing around with style and stuff too I was just like I ain't got no hair so guess what I'm a Play with these clothes. I ain't got nothing else to do. So that's what I'm gonna do. And that's what I did. And <laughs> I had a lot of fun. And I feel like I'm just now as a 27 year old starting to figure out like, oh, okay, cool. This is my style. Like in terms of my hair, I got a big haircut recently. Like my hair was tailbone length. It's almost back there again, but I got it shaped because people couldn't even tell how much hair I had because I was always having it tucked away because it was so long that it was like flat mm -hmm. so I couldn't I, I never wore it out and so I got it shaped because I like big hair that's my personality I like wearing my hair big like I've had people on my YouTube channel like oh your hair looks frizzy and dry I'm like my hair's not dry it's very moisturized <laughs> and, um, I like wearing it big I'm sorry don't I, I'm actually not sorry I don't like definite no I don't like but like, I prefer big hair. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it can have a little bit of definition, but I want it to be big. I, mm -hmm. My hair grows to the sun. And I like that about my hair. I embrace that about my hair. I want it to keep thriving. Like, <laughs> girl, do you. Yes, I'm not trying to do what you want to do, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, I love what you were saying about just like finding what fits you. Cause that's different for everyone. And that's kind of part of what I help people do is figure out like, okay, what's your lifestyle? What what kind of hair do you want to wear for your lifestyle? Like, how do we help make sure that your routine fits into your lifestyle? Because mm. everyone's natural hair life is going to look different. Some women are fine spending eight hours a week on their hair. I don't got time for that. Just <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Like one, two hours tops, that's it for the week. I'm not spending longer than that on my hair. I have a whole business to run. Like, mm -hmm. not doing that. And even if I did it, I would prefer to relax. <laughs> I want to chill and watch Netflix or something as opposed to sitting here twisting my hair for five hours. It's mm -hmm. really, I used to take me like 12 hours to twist my hair and the twists weren't even that small. It was just too much. You have the hands cramping like, oh my goodness, I need to take a break. Shriveled and everything like I'd have been in the pool. No. <laughs> Labor love right there. Oh my goodness gracious. My mom called me the other day after she had twisted her hair. She thought it was going to be short, but her hair's grown so long. Mm -hmm. She was her hair for like eight hours. 
see the way in which there are only but so many hours in the day and like you said i would like to spend them doing other things but i hear <laughs> oh goodness wow sustainability and efficiency okay when it comes to hair and life that's it yes indeed yes indeed <laughs> so, so i wonder so like okay so do 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 people come to you like who are already natural or who are like thinking about returning to natural or i guess like when people come to you know consult you are they already in the process or i guess what what do most of the people where are they at in their stage when they come to you it depends so I would say all of those. I would say the most that I get people who have already been natural for a while and still haven't figured it out. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like the reason is because there's a lot of misinformation out on YouTube, unfortunately. And when it comes to going to professionals, um, a lot of them are just so far behind and they're, they don't actually know the correct methods to use to take care of natural hair in a curly state. Like if you're going there to get a blowout, they got you. Um, but if you're going there to figure out and learn how to take care of your curls and wear your curls, that's where there's a disconnect. And so people are then going to YouTube hoping to get that information, but most of YouTube is misinformation. And that's why when people work to get the correct information out there, they're getting, <laughs> they're, they're getting, um, slandered. <laughs> like people are really coming for me with with some of the information that I'm putting out there because it goes against what they've been used to hearing. And um, so that's why the people that I get coming to me are usually, you know, professionals that don't even really have time to deal with the YouTube and sort through what's real and what's not and just need someone to help them get something that is simple and that works for them and that they feel confident executing on their own. Interesting, interesting. Oh, I, okay. so. I'm kind of wondering now, like, so, okay, so you're saying that there are people who have, like, made comments on content you have put out saying that information you're providing is, like, contradictory. I'm assuming you take that as, like, a learning point for them, or I guess, the, I guess my question is, how do you engage with people who are who are, I guess, commenting or, you know, sending messages that are saying, actually, I, I, I think the opposite. How do you approach that? I say, great, that's awesome. You know, it's not my job to tell you anything. It's, I'm putting information out here and it's here for people who want it. Because there's lots of other people who go, oh my gosh, I was wondering what was going on with my hair. Oh yeah, other people, yes, I stopped using, one. so one of the things, my most, um, controversial video that I have out right now is about why butters and oils are killing natural hair. And if you know anything about the natural hair community- Wait, hold on, oils? Wait, you're wait, hold on, okay, wait. Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't know you were gonna, okay. I'm listening, I'm listening. So here's the thing. And again, common misconceptions. There's, this is obviously <laughs> a big one in the natural hair community. We use a lot of raw butters and oil. You go on YouTube, they're gonna tell you, go to the kitchen section, get you some olive oil, get you some coconut oil, get you some avocado oil, get you some Gracie oil, don't do it. I'm not saying that oils and butters in general are bad for your hair. When they're properly formulated into clean products, botanical based products, that's fine. But even then they don't need to be in the first five to seven ingredients. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because healthy hair is hydrated hair, right? Mm -hmm. 
hydration how, how do you hydrate your body water water hydration comes from water and oil and water don't mix oil repels water so if you're constantly putting oil on your hair especially if you're not washing it out properly what you're essentially doing is making your hair waterproof which means it cannot be properly hydrated which means it looks shiny and it's dying because it's dry and brittle on the inside. It's just slathered with oil, which is why people don't understand why their hair's breaking off, even though they're moisturizing it. Wow. When you say it like that, it makes so much sense. That's what I thought, girl, but people was coming for me in the comments. <laughs> they were coming <laughs> for me in those comments, for real. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... I don't use oils and butters. Wait, okay, so, all right. So when you moisturize your hair, what does that look like? Or like, I guess- Define moisturize. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> when you wash your hair, uh-huh. like on wash day, what do you do right after you wash your hair? After I wash my hair, I condition it. Okay, and like, I guess my question is, the days after, like what? Man, now I'm sitting here questioning. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, so here's, what, here's the thing, right? One, your hair holds on to more, you know how, think of a dry sponge, right? You ever had a dry sponge that you've used before, but all the water's dried out of it and it's like mm -hmm. mad hard, like you can hit it and like you can hear it. Mm -hmm. And then you need to wipe something up off the counter and you take the dry sponge and you try to wipe it and it doesn't work. Correct. So dry hair is like that dry sponge. So if you haven't been properly hydrating your hair and you're just now starting to try to figure out how to properly hydrate your hair, it's gonna have a hard time holding on to moisture until it's hydrated, like the sponge underwater that's wrung out and now you can use it properly. Your hair is the same way. So for me, now that my hair is um, more properly hydrated, it, it holds on to that hydration longer. Um, your hair stays hydrated for like seven to 10 days max. Like after that, your hair is dry. It doesn't matter how you spritz it. It doesn't matter what you, how you retwist it until it is submerged in water and properly washed and conditioned again. The hydration has left your hair after that many days and you're working with dry hair from then on. Um, and so for me, I wash it, I condition it, I detangle it while the conditioner's in there. And then I go straight to stylers. Leave-in conditioner is essentially a styler. I don't always use a leave-in conditioner, you can but I go straight to my stylers after that. Mm -hmm. And then I sit under the dryer, which is a major key because a lot of stylers are really made to, to work with heat. Um, and that helps to keep your hair stretched as well mm -hmm. because it's drying in that stretched state as opposed to slowly drying and shrinking up on itself and causing all kinds of knots and tangles and stuff. Right. And then, I mean, I'm good, that, that's it. I rock my hair for a week or until I need to change it again mm -hmm. for a photo shoot yeah. just because I like it or whatever. And I keep it, I do it all over again next week. I feel it, I feel it, wow. Speaking of photo shoots, cause I kind of want to dive into that too. <laughs> I saw you made a post and I wasn't, it was like you were on a yoga mat and you were talking about how you love yoga. And I was like, like, I see like you post about, you know, different shoots and stuff like that. And, you know, you're rocking your hair. You're looking like all cute and whatnot, which I'm like so happy about too, because I feel like you also play into that like representation of like us rocking our natural hair. Mm -hmm. um, I guess my question is like, what kind of, uh, what kind of endeavors have, you know, I guess you've been a part of since you, you know, been rocking your uh, voluptuous curls. <laughs> 
kinds of things. So I love being creative. If it's creative, I probably do it in some way, shape or form. And so mm -hmm. I jumped into a lot of different creative projects. I've done like YouTube web series with friends who were doing them and I um I've done I've been in cardio pop groups and like dance and done dance fitness with my natural hair I've done all kinds of things um currently I do model though I'm a commercial model so uh different businesses um I who need models for different things to help sell their products essentially then I'll offer them, I'll take pictures. You know, I get paid to do that. I have a modeling agency as well um, in Nashville, Tennessee. So that is something that I do. And nice. I my natural hair. Like someone asked me, someone asked me like, hey, so if someone paid you like X number of dollars, would you straighten your hair? And I was like, they can pay me that much? Can They can buy a very convincing wig, so no. <laughs> That is a perfect response right there. I love it. Oh, that's it. I don't straight. That's one thing I don't. I don't straighten my hair. I don't. I will. I just don't do mm -hmm. it. My hair can't take it. One, and I don't think it's worth it. So it's gonna be big hair for me. Some type of natural hair for me. And if if you don't want someone, that's the thing is, I get a lot of people. I just some people reach out to me the other day. They and this is their words. There was a white woman and she was speaking to me and she said, yeah, you know, like no offense to them, but like most of the people, the women that I shoot, they're, you know, you're like your average white girl. <laughs> well, I guess that's who you're trapped. So she was like, yes, I've just been wanting a black woman with big, beautiful, natural hair. And then we found you. And I was like, cool, love it. Like you people don't understand like, People are looking for women with natural hair right now. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not all the way accepted and people recognize how beautiful it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my God. So during my adulting day, this was very awkward, but still kind of in the same vein. It, it drives the point home. There was this like older white man, had to be in his like 60s or 70s. And um, you know, I was talking to my woman, getting my, my title taken care of and he was talking woman getting whatever done that he was getting done and he goes I love your hair I'm like thank you he was like it's very attractive <laughs> I was like thank you <laughs> like it was weird but people love natural hair they love big natural hair I I get to someone who's just like what's going on it's usually fascination you know which comes with the territory it, it like bothers some people as long as you don't touch it without asking me especially the answer like you know mm -hmm. I, I feel like I can be that ambassador in that way happy to yeah. do it it's like people looking in like terms of like admiration you know yeah and I'm sure sometimes there's people who are looking like whoa but I mean even if they were looking like that in my mind it's still admiration so I don't even care <laughs> exactly like I'm, like I'm gonna keep uh walking I'm gonna keep rocking this okay have a good day <laughs> When you feel comfortable in yourself and who you are, I feel like that radiates. Like I don't so much attract people into my face who would think that natural hair is just like this abhorrent thing. I don't want to be in those kinds of spaces and I don't conduct myself in that way. I just, I be me fully, as fully as I feel like I'm capable of because there's always levels to explore of yourself. And if you love me, you love me. If you don't, bye. <laughs> exactly exactly people in this world so go check them out okay i'm sure they <laughs> oh my gosh and see that kind of relates back to when you were saying you know this is really a part of self-love 
you know, it's a really part of like that journey right there. And it's like, I love myself, I'm embracing myself and that's what matters, you know, so. And you give other people permission to do the same thing when you do, whether it is someone who looks like you or doesn't look like you. Like, you will be surprised how many people will be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for just literally being you. Right? Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's like you, you help other people also, you know, feel like they can express themselves, which is, you know, definitely something that like I admire in seeing people because you do want to be able to feel comfortable in your own skin. You know, you want to be able to feel like you can genuinely be yourself. Yeah, I definitely like to you on that shoot you know it's like you can be happy comfortable being yourself and people can be like yeah look at dasha go like you know what this is this is who i am too like i'm unapologetically myself like <laughs> that's what i want that's literally why i do what i do not so people can look at me but to look at them and love themselves more mm -hmm. like that's it and that's mm -hmm. why i so like it just and even increasingly more like so vulnerably on my social media is because like I don't want to present perfection because I'm not perfect. My life is not perfect. And if you look at me and you see this is this image of who I am, well, this is what is associated with that as well. So the same way that I can be, you know, whatever you, it is you see me as, if you see me as a light or whatever, you can mm -hmm. be that too. Like you can be you too, even mm -hmm. with everything that you have going on in your life. Like what you have going on in your life doesn't define you. You choose who you want to be at the end of the day. So I just really want people to understand that who they are is good enough, who they are is great, and yeah. the world needs it. Like we need people to be them. We mm -hmm. That is so true. That is so true. And I mean, real talk, like th this energy that we have right now, we we do need this because you know it's crazy times that we're living in, crazy times we've been living in, and to be able to look at aspects of our life that actually make us happy, that make us feel comfortable, that make us feel like us is something that we should be able to embrace. And you, you are a part of that, you know? And I definitely think that like when people listen to this, they'll be able to like really like take that home and say, what are the ways that I being my genuine self can also positively impact the next person, you know, whether it be when you're going to get your title or whether you're scrolling on, you know, Instagram, looking at, you know, different like hair care products and different, you know, hairstyles and stuff like that. It's like, we, we want to create that space to where we're having these conversations and people can really open up, you know? Well, one of the things that I like to do in my episodes is, cause we, we covered a lot of things. When people listen to your episode, what do you really want them to take home? If they didn't listen to anything else you said, what do you really hope resonated with the listeners? Um, the world needs you to be you. And the more you be who you are, the more you'll attract the kinds of people who will accept and love who you are. I love it. That's it, if anything. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, I just want to thank you again so much for being on this episode. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Of really course. Cool. Of course. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tea with Key.